Welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Thank you for tuning in today. Coming back at you with some new stories in the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. I have some great ones to talk about with you today. Among them, company Databricks has received some new funding. Tesla has made a very bold new claim about their self-driving capabilities. A company called Paperspace, the startup that specializes in cloud compute. Intel processors specifically designed for machine learning. And lastly, the world's first artificial intelligence university has opened. All that and more and definitely some side stories and digressions will be on this podcast. So thanks so much for tuning in and let's get to it. First up, I'm going to talk about Databricks. So Databricks is an analytics platform which are becoming, you know, analytics platforms are becoming extremely common with some of the you know, huge companies in the world. Um, they're trying to extract more value out of their data and a really good place to do that is doing it in the cloud because someone else can manage your clusters, uh, make sure your make sure the servers and uh, computers are all up running and can essentially train models, deploy them. And these platforms are really becoming all-in-one solutions for uh, other organizations. And what you can do is essentially pay monthly fees and they will be like a one-stop shop for your data. So you can put your entire data warehouse onto some of these platforms, then when you want, you can uh, pull data from that warehouse into a model, play around with it in a notebook, and then uh, train it, make predictions on it, deploy it, and even do reporting on it sometimes so you can get visualizations out of it. So really these analytics platforms are becoming ridiculous. They're becoming one-stop shops for doing essentially anything you want with data, uh, modeling, predicting, all that. Databricks is one of the leaders in this. So they've been around since the data analytics revolution caught on, you know, a couple years ago, maybe 10 years ago is when people got renewed interest in data analytics. Databricks was uh, around at that time and really what their bread and butter is, is is a unified data analytics platform is what they call it and like I said they're one of those companies that are combining everything that you need into one place and their goal is trying to connect data engineers data scientists machine learning engineers data analysts all into one spot so they can work together and eke as much revenue out of their data as they can. So another thing that makes Databricks uh, unique is they are one of the leaders in implementing Apache Spark in a uh, distributed fashion and allowing compute to happen across many different servers and they're so they're one of the one of the first to really popularize Spark in an easy to use fashion. 
So Spark, it's it's a free open source software, and um, you know anyone can download, anyone can use it. But being able to scale this to server clusters and being able to manage those clusters and um, essentially being able to really use it, use Spark to its full potential, you have to have a full team of infrastructure engineers. Um, takes a ton of upfront cost to buy all that equipment so that's why companies like Databricks um, can take an open source software and monetize it and that's what they're really known for all their all their products are open source they have other ones as well all the ones that they use they're open source but how they're different is they they have that infrastructure to really um, kind of take the burden off of companies that want to get value out of their data you know most companies just they just want to they want to put money in and get more money out they don't want to have to hire a hundred people to go you know manage and build a server farm and you know take years and years of time and optimization and all of that they just they want what's easy and that's where com companies like Databricks are thriving they are thriving so much, in fact, that Databricks has recently closed a $400 million uh, funding round. And this money has come from the very famous uh, venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz. So they've, they've gotten $400 million to continue to develop this software-as-a-service platform. And that injection of funding brings the total valuation of Databricks to 6.2 billion dollars seeing the valuations of some of these machine learning uh, companies really be skyrocketing and it's it's such a unique and solid platform that that I think will only continue to rise so really looking forward to seeing additional things coming out of Databricks with this with this new funding and yeah, it's really impressive how they can really unify everything into into one place. And speaking speaking of uh, uni unifying everything into um, one one spot, one kind of dashboard or um, one location, there's another company that I want to uh, discuss. It's called Paperspace. So it's a tiny fraction of the size of Databricks. It definitely does not have that level of funding. But one of their uh, um, kind of claims and why they've been in the news recently is they they specialize in um, cloud GPU computing. So that's kind of their specialization. A lot of, a lot of companies kind of try to offer everything. They offer um, CPU compute and GPU compute. Paperspace, they do offer both, but they really only are promoting the GPU compute. And what they are offering right now for a limited time is a free tier of cloud GPU computing. And what this means is that for a very small team, that's what they say on their website, a small team, they will offer these free instances of NVIDIA M4000 as well as NVIDIA P5000. So they have they have some stringent limits on the free tier, but the fact that it is a free tier is really impressive and 
that's really cool. They I've checked out a lot of their uh, documentation and stuff that they've put online, and they do remind me of Databricks. They they are one of those companies that kind of have that uh, full stack architecture of uh, different things that you can do with your data. So they have a fully managed notebook environment. They um, when essentially when you are committing your code to Git, um, you can then integrate with a notebook, and then you can uh, it has kind of like a model tracker, kind of like a model dashboard, and you can track different experiments that you're doing, see how well they performed, and you can also set up jobs, so like um, you know machine learning jobs or analytics jobs, processing jobs to run whenever you want, right on, uh, right all within paper space. So this is one of those um, machine learning platform as a service companies that are really taking off. And one of their so 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 kind of what I described was was their main product, which they call Gradient. So they they offer the notebooks, the jobs, and um, some storage management as well. And um, just awesome that these these companies are becoming so kind of unified to steal the the term from databricks their product name unified data analytics platform it really it really is becoming unified you know you can all you have to do is put data in and then get essentially a model out if you can if you're able to do everything on the platform which you should be able to so very impressive and these are really going to continue taking off because companies like not having the burden of managing all the infrastructure and hiring a, a huge amount of people and specialists to do some of this stuff. Next up, switching gears from uh, analytics platforms to Tesla. Tesla has been in the news recently. It's pretty much always in the news, so should not start off with that line but they are once again in the news and for this time it's a it's for a really good reason um, they of course are really leading the charge in self-driving um, some would say Google's doing pretty well but Tesla Tesla is re is actually has this stuff out on the road some of their early self-driving features um, and it's it's vastly better than anything else out there. And what the CEO, Elon Musk, who, full disclosure, I am a fan of, a fan of his uh, technical prowess and achievements. Personally, he's made some questionable decisions, but technically I think he's very, very smart. I think he's a visionary, and I love Tesla as a company, so... Um, he made a announcement during the quarter three earnings call that the company plans on having full self-driving. So what he means by that is a feature complete full self-driving, meaning you can ha it has all the software features that a driver would need to be completely self-driving. 
So the, the user would not have to touch the, the wheel at all, and the car would just drive itself. He says that this uh, feature complete full self-driving will be available by the end of this 2019 year in a very limited private beta release. So full self-driving feature complete by the end of this year. It's uh, almost November, so in the next two months, he cl he's claiming that this will be released in that beta release. We will see. We will see. I hope he's uh, accurate with that timeline. He might not have the best track record on predicting when things will be released from Tesla, but with this one especially, I really hope he's right. In order to have the full autonomous option on your Tesla, if you don't have one of the uh, brand new Teslas, so ones that have been made in the last one, I believe, year, so one of the, the more recent Teslas, you can still get the full self-driving, but you, you have to have an upgrade done. So it's a $7,000 hardware upgrade. And the main upgrade that's needed is their, the updating of the chip that is used to do uh, the processing within the car. So previously they used an NVIDIA uh, chip for their machine learning, computer vision. Now they've developed an in-house specialized deep learning chip that is able to do this full self-driving, uh, all this uh, full self-driving compute. So they say it's been the processing power has been increased 40 times compared to the previous version of the chip. So the NVIDIA chip is what they're talking about. Very, very impressive. Cool that they're developing their own chip. Uh, typically, I thought only companies like um, you know, Google and Apple had the resources to develop their own specialized chip, but Tesla's found a way to make it work. That's very impressive and 40x compared to the previous version can't argue with that the hardware on the tesla is able to connect collect so much data it has eight surround cameras to get you a full uh, 360 degree view they can see up to 200 actually 250 meters away which is wild they have 12 ultrasonic sensors placed around the car and they have a very, very good uh, front-facing radar that will be able to see everything in front of the car. They say it can see dust, rain, as well as other cars. That last one's particularly important, being able to see uh, cars in front of you. So these cars are collecting a huge amount of data that needs to be uh, kind of integrated and put together and then kind of decisions need to be made by that uh, in-house custom chip on on how to maneuver you around the road. Currently, the cars offer a bunch of self-driving features, but doesn't allow full self-driving. So currently, they offer autopilot. It'll suggest lane changes and uh, things like that. It has auto steer. So these two features combined kind of give the impression of a uh, full self-driving, but 
you still have to make a lot of decisions yourself and you really have to be paying attention on the road. Very recently, uh, I believe it was, when was it? Maybe May this year, they, they introduced the Smart Summon feature, which allows Tesla owners to summon their car from a parking space and have it pick them up. When I first heard about this, I, I was skeptical that it would work, and I don't know why, because ended up working amazingly well. People were thrilled with this. People, you know, and I, I watched the video of it working. It's just, it's just mind-blowing that cars can, you know, Teslas can do this. So the Smart Summon feature, people are loving it. People are using it. So what they've done is they've been able to collect over a million training examples of people using this feature. And based on that, those data points of people using the feature, they've applied machine learning again to see how it can be improved. So they're already planning on releasing a update to the Smart Summon feature to make it even better very soon. I believe they're planning to release that in the coming weeks. And that's the power of machine learning is, is once you release your initial product that uses machine learning, you can still, you can improve it, you know, whenever someone's using it. You, you can get that data back, improve it, improve it, improve it. You can end up with a product that is vastly improved in a very, very short amount of time. So, again, Tesla is claiming, Elon Musk is claiming, that by the end of this year, um, the feature-complete full self-driving will be available in a beta release. Like I said... Tesla does not have the best reputation for releasing realistic timelines. Um, they've been off definitely by months, and almost certainly they've been off by years, a year at least in some cases, for estimates on delivery and uh, production goals and things like that. Um, I think Elon is... I don't know why he still releases these types of timelines. Maybe it's a... Uh, Maybe it's a CEO mindset or something because you would have thought he would learn like when he didn't hit some of these unrealistic timelines. Maybe he should be a little more realistic. You know, and it's fine to have that goal. I think it's great to have a very ambitious goal like that, but to be like be, to be telling everyone that it's gonna be ready by the end of the year and then it's not, that that's a little annoying to me. That's just me though. But of course I hope they deliver on this. I would love to see that in such a short uh, time frame. And, you know, if the, the beta release is out by the end of this year, um, he said that uh, the full release will be ready by the end of the year after. So the end of 2020, he's saying full self-driving is going to be ready for release to Teslas in general. So cannot wait to see all that. There will be a lot more news stories from AI Buzz at that time. Next up, I wanted to talk about some of the, talking about, um, you know, with Tesla, the custom hardware that they, they needed to develop for, uh, you know, all that machine learning and, and computer vision that they're doing. Other companies like Google have developed tensor processing units, and this seems to be kind of a direction of a lot of chip manufacturers 
you know, people are starting to make specialized hardware for machine learning, which is awesome. Intel, now, this isn't new news, but wanted to talk about it anyways, because I think it's really cool. Um, Intel has a, um, they've released, I think it was earlier this year, they have the Nirvana family of neural network uh, processors. So they have one for both training as well as inference. So inference is making, taking a trained model and then making a prediction from it. So they have two chips, one specialized for each task. And of course, the one for training is probably the, the beefier of the two. Um, you really need a lot of power packed onto these chips. But they've been able to do this, and they've really been able to do it in a very power-efficient way, they claim. And they say it's devoted specifically to several of the main mathematical operations that you need with deep neural nets, matrix multiply, linear algebra operations, and convolutions. So those, those three uh, functions or uh, class of uh, computation really make up the, the majority, almost all of deep learning. You know, it's every step of a, a neural net is some combination of, of those. So if you have a chip that's devoted to it, and can do them really, really fast, then uh, the training time will be greatly reduced. So I just wanted to bring that up. The Intel Nirvana family of processors, I thought it was really cool. They have they have a special processor for each, uh, for training and inference. Pretty cool. Uh, can't wait to start seeing what these chips get used in, in terms of, I wonder if we'll ever see... Um, I wonder if we'll see like kind of consumer machine learning chips. So just just like how uh, you know people on Newegg, I'm a computer hardware nerd. So people on Newegg get really excited about the new uh, you know Core i9 processor from Intel or something. You know that's just that's just a normal CPU. Are people someday going to be really excited about getting the new machine learning processor? You know, so a motherboard would have two slots for your uh, chips. One would be a CPU, one would be a uh, tensor processing unit, like the Nirvana family. I don't know. seems like it's a possibility. Next up, and last up, there is now a dedicated artificial intelligence university. Yes, you heard that right. There is the Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence out in Dubai. This has been announced and will be completely dedicated to artificial intelligence study and research. Both master's and doctorate programs will be offered. The first classes will start in fall of the year 2020. And this is really exciting. Dubai does love to do things really big and really differently, and how it's going to work is the degrees will be offered in three specializations, machine learning, computer vision, and natural language processing. So we're going to have doctorate students graduating from there eventually. Um, so they'll start in fall 2020, and the classic doctorate student problem where you have no idea when you'll graduate, but eventually we'll see 
uh, people with PhDs from Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence with PhDs in computer vision or PhDs in machine learning. Currently, um, when someone currently someone will will usually do a doctorate in like mathematics or uh, computer science, and their research will be on on one of those topics. So their PhD is pretty much on that, but nominally, you know, by name, it's still like computer science or mathematics. This university will will literally the degree will be in natural language processing. So that's really cool news out of uh, Dubai, and the United Arab Emir Emirates are, are really trying to be a pioneer of machine learning, according to their crown prince. Uh, he had he had a lot of things to say about how they want to be a leader in that area. So really excited to see what that university is like, what the reviews are like, and see if any really good research comes out of there, because you know, they certainly have the resources. That's about it for this episode of AI Buzz. I'll give a quick summary of what we talked about today. Talked about Databricks, how they're a unified analytics platform, and how they really put everything together that you need. Paper space is similar, much smaller, but does essentially the same thing, specializing in GPU computing. Talked about Tesla's highly ambitious goal for self-driving, full self-driving. Hint, it's at the end of this year, according to Elon Musk. We will see if that happens. Talked about how Intel has two uh, dedicated chips for training and inference of uh, machine learning models. And there is the world's first dedicated artificial university, artificial, <laughs> artificial university, that'd be uh, Trump University, right? A first, what I meant to say is the first dedicated artificial intelligence university has opened in Dubai and will be taking students in the fall of 2020. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back very soon. Bye.